0: Locked on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. Snowy, snowy day here along the Wasatch Front in Utah. So Thanks again for taking the time to download this podcast. A lot to get to. Two former Cougars win the Super Bowl. We'll talk about that. Also talk some BYU football, BYU football recruiting news, as well as some additional thoughts on BYU basketball after their thrilling win over St. Mary's. We'll also catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Today show brought to you by our good friends over at Spavia. We'll tell you what they're offering our listeners here in just a little bit. And with that rundown out of the way, let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for February 3rd, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. It's available everywhere podcasts are to be found Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Anywhere our podcast can be listened to, you can find us. So please download the show, subscribe, also give us a favorable rating and review. That way you never miss an episode and you're always up to date on all the BYU news you need to know each and every day. we aim to bring you the latest news in BYU sports as well as the latest insider information when it comes to the Cougars as well. Let's start off today talking about the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 54 is in the books and congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid, a former BYU offensive lineman as well as a graduate assistant the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, wins his first Super Bowl title in what is unequivocally a Hall of Fame NFL career at this point. Really the last thing he was missing to really lock up his future in uh, Canton, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, was a Super Bowl title. I thought he would have made it even without that, but he wins the Super Bowl and congratulations to him. Additionally, congratulations to Daniel Sorensen, former BYU standout safety, playing defensive back with the Chiefs. Been with them for six seasons, I believe, at this point, And he wins his first Super Bowl title in his career. And congratulations to both of them. I thought it was a well-played game. Uh, most of you who listen to this podcast probably know. If you don't, though, I am a San Francisco 49ers fan. Been a fan my entire life. Steve Young, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice... That whole era in the 1990s, late 1980s locked me in for life with the Niners. So disappointing to see my team lose their second Super Bowl. Uh, They played also in the 2012 Super Bowl and lost that game after winning the first five times they went to the big game. But I have to say I've never been more torn about my quote-unquote my team losing because of a guy like Andy Reid getting his opportunity uh, to win a Super Bowl. I think it's an awesome thing if you're a BYU fan to watch a guy like... Like that who's persevered through so much in his career to win that game. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs have proven that they are the class of the NFL. One of the most innovative offensive minds out there is Andy Reid. We saw him run single wing formations, uh, run the, uh, the Reid option in last night's Super Bowl. Nothing is off the table when it comes to the Kansas City offense and I think it's a fantastic thing. A lot of BYU fans, you got uh, a lot of BYU administrators, excuse me, a lot of BYU fans in general, I think, but a lot of BYU administrators, former players, etc. were throwing out congratulations left and right last night after the game for Andy Reid. Really deserves everything that's come to him. He's one of the good guys in the NFL, been a class act his entire career, has done things the right way, and it's awesome to see him get rewarded. Uh, Daniel Sorensen, additionally, a guy who is ground and ground and ground, being an under- drafted free agent to make the Kansas City Chiefs roster and stick around as long as he has. Dirty Dan deserves this as well and you feel for a guy like Fred Warner though. Second leading tackler for the San Francisco 49ers in this game behind his teammate Jimmy Ward Warner played his butt off. There's no doubt about it in this game. I mean, for three quarters, it looked like the San Francisco 49ers were on their way to their sixth Super Bowl title in franchise history. And I'm not going to lie, I was getting pretty excited. And then all of a sudden, that third and 15, the 44 yard pass to Tyreek Hill, as soon as that hit, I was like, oh no. They're in trouble, speaking of the San Francisco 49ers. So you feel for a former Cougar and Fred Warner. But I can say this. I feel like both of these franchises, both the Chiefs and the Niners, they're set up here in the near term to make multiple runs, I feel like, at the Super Bowl. Granted, the NFL has the ability to turn over rosters very quickly. Teams can go up and down real quick. But it looks like these two franchises, in my opinion at least, very much built to be contenders for at least the near term. I think with a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, for however long he wants to coach, he's 61 years old, so I wonder how long he'll go. It's not out of the question for coaches to coach into their 70s there's no doubt about that but he has a 24 year old star legit star one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL in Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid could set himself up for a decade's worth of runs here with Patrick Mahomes provided the roster stays strong around him I think that Kansas City very talented and it's cool to see former Cougars succeeding at the highest level one thing to note though With that Kansas City win, the Super Bowl title, just give up on the dream of Andy Reid coming to BYU as head coach. BYU fans, there are still some of them out there who were saying stuff last night. I get the sentiment. Uh, A guy that has ties to BYU has always been good to BYU, speaking of Andy Reid, because of the opportunities afforded to him by guys like Lavelle Edwards during his playing days and his early coaching years as well, but... Let's put it this way. The only way Andy Reid is coaching at BYU is when he is 70-plus years old, I feel like, and decides, you know what? I just want to be a consultant for the BYU football program to help them out. He's never going to be a coach in an official position, in my opinion, at BYU. I could be wrong about that, but it appears that he has set himself up to have just what looks like a stellar run at this point. We're looking at maybe what the start of another dynasty in the NFL, and it'd be cool to see for a guy like Andy Reid because, like I said, he's been one of the good guys his entire career in the NFL and deserves every good thing that's come to him, and we'll see what happens. I... I really just want to say overall congratulations to Andy Reid and Daniel Sorensen. Well-deserved on that Super Bowl championship. Another A number of other guys with Utah ties on that team. Jackson Barton from the University of Utah comes to mind. Alex Whittingham, a former Ute on the coaching staff out there. Uh, Britt Reid, who is... Uh, Andy Reid's son is the linebacker's coach there with Kansas City as well as Darwin Thompson, a former Utah State running back. So plenty of guys with Utah ties on that Kansas City Chiefs team, conversely many on the on the San Francisco 49ers roster, Mitch Wischnowski from Utah, as well as Fred Warner. So fun game, fun Super Bowl. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it if you watched it. I had a good time with family and friends. I uh, I thought it was a great Super Bowl game. Super Bowl 54 did not disappoint in the least, despite my team, the 49ers, losing the game. So there you go. Some of my thoughts on the Super Bowl is the as the Kansas City Chiefs break a 50-year streak of not winning the Super Bowl. Pretty fascinating history there. They won Super Bowl four and now Super Bowl 54 for both of their titles in franchise history. And congratulations to them. All right, we'll catch you up on some of the other BYU news that we haven't talked about yet on the podcast as well. As some some of the other uh, BYU football recruiting, there's plenty to get to. Uh, we'll catch you up on here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, I need to tell you guys about our good friends at Spavia in Sandy. Now, you're probably wondering, Spavia, it, sounds, it probably sounds like what you think it is. It's a luxury spa, but what I love about this is their goal is to bring a five-star resort spa feel to everybody. Hopefully that makes sense. A lot of you guys that have probably been to high-end uh, resorts or hotels have seen the spas that they have. Well, Spavia aims to bring that to you, the consumer, at anywhere in the country. They have a location in Sandy, 102nd South, so just right by the Southtown Expo Center. There, You can go out and get the luxury spa feel that you want. And what they offer is everything. It's a full-service spa. I recently went out there and got a sports massage. And I'll be honest, I'm not the athlete I once was. I never was a big athlete, but... In terms of being an athlete, that Sportsman Shaw's, It was absolutely incredible. It's a first-rate company. They do incredible work. I would encourage you guys to go check out Spavia. They have a great staff that's willing to work with you. And guess what? Coming up here in just a couple of days. Yeah, it's Valentine's Day and Spavia knows that too. So, if you guys are listening to this and wondering what to get your significant other, well, I would encourage you to check out what Spavia's got going. And they have an incredible deal right now. They have great package discounts on couples massages, spa packages, gift card deals, and also you get gifts with purchases at Spavia right now. But the biggest offer right now, the best offer they're giving is to all of our locked on Cougars listeners buy two gift cards, get a third of equal value on Spavia. So if you buy two $50 gift cards, for example, you get an additional $50 as a gift from Spavia. It's an incredible deal. I would encourage you guys to get on it. Give them a call, 801-424-7566, 801 801- 424 Mention that you're a Locked On Cougars listener, and they'll help you put together the perfect package for your special Valentine, guys. Fantastic deal. First-rate organization. I can speak from experience. Spavia is the best. Once again, give them a call. Check out what they've got going. 801-424-7566. That's Spavia. All right, guys. For those of you who may have have missed the postcast edition I did after BYU's thrilling win over St. Mary's, let me simply say this. TJ Hawes is the man. And congratulations to him on becoming a new father as well. Uh, Cool to see that kind of thing back to back. He hits the game winner with 7.5 seconds remaining and then heads off to the hospital to welcome his first child into the world. As a guy who recently had his two children, my daughter's three and my son is one and a half. It's a life changing experience, and it's a cool back to back Saturday night. You have this Sunday, you have your wife induced, and you have your first child. So congratulations to TJ Haas in that regard. But a big win for BYU nonetheless. They're now tied for second place in the West Coast Conference with Saint Mary's, who they beat eighty one to seventy nine Saturday night. They sit at seventeen and seven on the season, six and three in West Coast Conference play. Both them and Saint Mary's are six and three in conference, behind Gonzaga and nine and zero. Nobody's catching Gonzaga, the number. Two-ranked team in the country for a reason. But the good news is, I think, for BYU is that win over St. Mary's, as I said on the postcast edition, I really feel like it just in my opinion, essentially locks up an at-large bid for BYU. I thought it was a quality win, thrilling win, fantastic college basketball game. If every college basketball game was played that way, was officiated that way, where the teams decided it versus the officials just whistling everything college basketball would be a lot more popular in this country right now. I can tell you that much. It was a thrilling fun game for BYU and nothing better than seeing TJ Hawes hit a big shot with 7.5 seconds remaining, that three-pointer. Look, that was from 25-26 feet out. It was a deep three, and he shot it like it was nothing, and he puts it in there and BYU walks out of victor. I think it's fantastic. They now get ready for a game at Portland on Thursday. I'll have more of a preview for you of that later on in the week, but if you want to listen to more of my thoughts on that win for BYU over St. Mary's, listen to the postcast edition, which should be the previous edition here on the Locked On Cougars feed if you want some more thoughts on that. Now let's also talk about BYU football recruiting. A number of recruits were in attendance at that basketball game and man talk about a way to maybe lock in a recruits commitment with a thrilling win like that for BYU. That's what the BYU football coaches, when they bring these recruits in on official visits and go to these basketball games. That's the type of game I think they're all hoping for and man what a thrilling win but Uh, BYU Football, of course, picked up the commitment from Devontae Henry-Cole, the transfer running back from the University of Utah. Uh, I think that's a big pickup for BYU. I I have my question marks about if Devonte Henry Cole can be the legit bell cow back for BYU he's not the biggest guy in the world I'd say Utah listing him at five foot 11 196 pounds is extremely generous as I said on the postcast edition I did as speaking about this if Devonte Henry Cole is five foot 11 I'm six foot two and I can tell you this much I'm not six foot two anyways uh, so I think that Devonte Henry Cole is a talent I think he's a big pickup for BYU I think he'll be a great addition into the BYU running back room, but I still feel like BYU needs to find another back that can play and contribute at a high level. Sione Finau just recently underwent ACL surgery. It took about a month before he finally underwent surgery, so his status for returning in time for the season is very much up in question. Lopini Katoa, I think, is more of a role player versus being a true number one, but he might be able to develop into that. He's still got two years of eligibility remaining, so we'll see what happens in that regard for him, but I think BYU still needs to look in the transfer portal and see if they can land at least one more running back to add to their group. And I think the transfer portal is a great thing for BYU. Use it. Find guys that can contribute at a high level who have maybe got one or two years left that are graduate transfers and let them go out there and play. I think Tyson Williams, despite him being lost for the season with a season-ending injury, he has shown that this can be a fantastic addition for BYU to find talent that they might not, might not otherwise get. So use the transfer portal, find another piece, but another p- good piece of news, and I'm not sure if I'm breaking news here, but it sounds like all indications are, I got a text late last night that I woke up to this morning, is that American Fork product, Bodie Schoonover, who's very much been flirting with UCLA and thought that he might ultimately flip and join the UCLA Bruins, it sounds like he is going to be a BYU Cougar after all. He'd been a long time commit to BYU. He had decommitted in December before going to the Polynesian Bowl out there in Hawaii but all indications are at this point uh, according to a source with knowledge of what Bodie Schoonover is thinking it sounds like Bodie is going to go to BYU and I think that would be a fantastic addition for, for the Cougars nothing is official let's be clear about this nothing is official until Wednesday signing day when a kid puts his pen to paper and faxes or emails in that national letter of intent so things can still change but all indications are as of right now so Monday Monday morning, February 3rd, 2020, Bodie Schoonover, American Fork, pass rusher slash linebacker extraordinaire, looks like he is set to join BYU, but like I said, there are still 48 plus hours to go until signing day, and crazy things can happen, but all indications are, according to sources, is that Bodie Schoonover should be a BYU Cougar, and that would be a fantastic addition for BYU, I feel like. I feel like he's got the ability to be an elite, off-the-edge pass rusher if he bulks up a little bit, but he's also got the ability to to play linebacker at the next level so he's a nice talent addition for BYU and good to see uh, the Cougars essentially re-land him after he decommitted de- and really been looking at other schools like UCLA in particular but it looks like at this point at least BYU is going to land Bodie Schoonover's commitment and that would be a fantastic addition to the 2020 recruiting class for BYU so there you go some thoughts on BYU the recruiting front I think Devonte Henry Cole is a fantastic addition once again and if Bodie Schoonover if everything we've been hearing overnight is true him joining BYU the 2020 recruiting class is another solid class for Kalani Satake. I look forward to seeing what the Cougars are going to do if they can close up shop here strong Uh, there are a number of other prospects still considering their options Tate Romney etc Tate of course from Chandler Arizona his brothers Gunner as well as Baylor currently at BYU and we'll see if they can land his signature but recruiting is a crazy crazy time and like I said still 48 hours to go and these are young men who are impulsive to make decisions on a whim and the hope is that yeah that BYU does ultimately land the signatures of both Tate Romney and Bodie Schoonover but like I said Indications can be what they can be. You can hear everything you want to hear from a from a source, etc. But then, ten minutes, twenty minutes, twenty four hours later, it can change on a whim. But it looks like. All indications are good news for BYU in the lead-up to National Signing Day on Wednesday. And we'll, of course, have full coverage of that for you here on Locked on Cougars. All right, we'll get back to some of the other BYU news that you need to catch up on from the weekend. Another big win for BYU men's volleyball we need to run down. So a lot to get to before we do that, though. If you've been a listener to Locked on Cougars for some time now, I'm sure you've heard of many of the great advertisers we have had on the show. Think of Deseret First Credit Union. Think of Spavia, who we just talked about just a little bit ago. But you may not know that Locked On Cougars is a great way for your local business to reach passionate BYU fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners and not just any podcast listener. They're a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with BYU fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company or product right here on Locked On Cougars. Local fans love to support local businesses. So text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you and working with you right here on Locked On Cougars. Alright guys, as we close out today's edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast, I want to run on all the BYU Olympic sports news that we haven't touched on yet. Let's start off with BYU Women's Gymnastics. They went to Boise State and absolutely throttled the Broncos. 196.100 to 194.450. The 15th ranked Cougars won again their second highest score of the season. Uh, they took that win over five time MRGC champions at Boise State with the victory. BYU's trending up right now. It's fantastic to so congratulations to Guard Young and his team on that victory on the road there at Boise State. Uh, BYU men's and women's swimming and diving team fell to Utah in their final meet of the season. Tough way to finish out the season, losing to your cross uh, or your cross state or your arch rival, but they'll be back next season looking to do better. We'll see if any individual athletes get an opportunity to go to the NCAA Championships coming up here. We'll have more on that for you as that comes out. Men's tennis enjoyed a very successful weekend at home for the first time. They beat East Tennessee State in a 4-3 thriller before shutting out Weber State 4-0 on Saturday in back-to-back matches. They're back in action this coming Saturday as they head to Albuquerque, New Mexico to take on the University of of New Mexico best of luck to Brad Pierce's team as they get ready for that Uh, one of the note for you guys is that BYU men's volleyball number two ranked team in the country took down number 3 UC Santa Barbara in five sets. They rallied from a 2-1 deficit in this match. It was a 23-25, 25-22, 20-25, 28-26, 15-11 victory for BYU to stay unbeaten on the season. They're now 10 and 0. I think BYU's got a case to be the number 1 team in the country. I know Hawaii, the Rainbow Warriors have held that number 1 ranking all year long, but with what BYU's doing right now. They're absolutely just phenomenal. They remain at home this week as they open up MPSF play against number 8 UCLA. That'll be Thursday, February 6th at 7 o'clock Mountain Time at the Smith Fieldhouse. The match will be televised live on BYU TV. And based on how BYU's playing right now, I wouldn't expect the Cougars to lose at home anytime soon. I think it's a little bit different playing on the road. But, man are the Cougars rolling right now, and it's awesome to see. So congratulations to Sean Olmsted and his team. It's cool to see them doing what they're doing. Women's basketball um, held an early lead in their game at number 12, Gonzaga, on Saturday, but they were not able to hold that up as they lost 59-44 to the Zags at the McCarthy Athletic Center. So a tough loss for BYU women's basketball. after six straight wins. They see that win streak snapped. Brenna Trace Drollinger had a season-high 24 points in the loss, so congratulations to her. BYU look to get back into the win column as they travel to San Diego on Saturday. That'll be at 3 o'clock Mountain Time. They'll be taking on the Toreros at Jenny Craig, the Slim Jim, the Jenny Craig Pavilion there in San Diego. And one final note for you guys is... Uh, Jody Maxfield. Uh, she has announced her retirement from BYU, and you're probably wondering who in the world is Jody Maxfield, Jake let me tell you this. Any of you who have watched the Cougarettes do what they have done, they've been absolutely lights out. They've won national title after national title. Absolutely incredible. 19 uh, NDA Collegiate Cheer and nas- Dance National Titles, two United Spirits Association National Championships, a Dance Team Union College Classic Title, and two Prague Dance Festival Grand Prix Championships are on the resume of Jody Maxfield as the director and leader of the BYU Cougarettes. She has announced she's retiring this spring after 30 years working at BYU with the Cougarettes. Absolutely phenomenal career and best of luck to whoever tries to replace her. Jody Maxfield has been absolutely incredible for BYU. She's turned the Cougarettes into one of the elite dance units in college, just period, nationally, internationally, regardless. The Cougarettes are a known quantity and they're absolutely phenomenal. So, hey, nothing but the best for Jody Maxwell, wishing her nothing but the best in whatever's next in her life, retiring after 30 years with the Cougarettes. But man, cool to see her going out on top. I think the Cougarettes have been just elite for a long, long time. And like I said, I wouldn't expect them to fall off anytime soon. I'm sure that they'll have a replacement for Jody Maxwell. but what she's done in 30 years cannot be overstated, cannot be overlooked. And congratulations to her on a great career, no doubt about it. And yeah, I just, I I wanted to mention that because I know that Cougarettes aren't necessarily an athletic team. There's plenty of athletes in the Cougarettes, don't get me wrong. It's not necessarily an athletic team, but what they do for halftime events and all the different dance competitions they do, Jody Maxfield deserved that shout out. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Thanks again for joining us. If you're driving on the roads here in Utah, be safe out there. They have been treacherous at best, and I hope you. are all safe. Thanks again for joining us. Make sure you follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cougars. You can find my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch, and also you can check out the show or drop us a note anytime you want. I mean by emailing us locked at gmail.com is the email address we'd love to hear from you guys and help you guys out in that regard enjoy whatever's left of your monday we'll talk to you soon this has been locked on cougars february 3rd 2020